welcome to 40 Minute Fridays. I'm Megan. I'm Manda. And today is an exciting episode. Because Mallory's in Iowa, so we have a guest host, and it's me! Amanda's always here for 40 Minute Fridays recording, but today she gets to talk. Wow, what a privilege. An absolute joy to Mm -hmm. have you on the show, babe. Thanks. Uh, The exciting thing for me is that I get to sit in the short stool this week. Yay! There's a short stool and a tall stool, and I always sit in the tall stool because I'm shorter. Than Mallory. But she's taller than me, so now she's in the short stool. Riveting content. I know you're super excited. Uh, It also means that Mallory gets to listen to an episode of the podcast, so hi, Mallory. Uh, You're in Iowa or driving back from Iowa. Please drive safe. We'll see you soon. Hopefully. Barring some tragedy. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm just saying, anything's possible. Entirely spooked me. We tried to start the podcast a couple minutes ago, and then our box of produce arrived. Not a sponsor. uh, Misfit Market uh, is something. I thought you were just going to say box of produce, not a sponsor. (laughs) Yeah, box of produce, not a sponsor. No, our Misfit Market box came. How do you feel about the initial haul? Um, I'm pretty excited. We got some classic faves like um, tangerines and apples. Which I feel like was a good sign. We got things that like we enjoy mm-hmm. immediately. Then we got some exciting things that I've been thinking about getting for a while but like hadn't actually done, like ginger and mango. Like root ginger. And I'm really bad at picking out mango. I prefer to have it picked out for me. Mm-hmm. And there were like two different kinds of mango, which mm-hmm. I found interesting. Yep. And we also got what I think are some loquats, but I'm not positive. They're like green and they have kind of a plum texture. Yeah, I love the texture of plums, but I don't love the flavor of plums. I usually like the like crossbreed plums that they call like dragon eggs or whatever. You know, the like plum peach hybrids. Have you had those? I think at some point, yeah. They're yummy. Um, but uh, I don't know. Loquats sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got some romaine lettuce and I oh and a butternut squash. And some celery. We yeah. got like a lot of stuff. Uh, fingerling potatoes, which is great because like we'll use potatoes. So it's all stuff that we will use. I'll have to get creative with uh, how I serve Amanda some celery and such. But honestly, I could just make a salad one day. Yeah, or like ants on a log. I have mixed feelings about ants on a log. A classic summer snack. What could possibly be your feeling of mix? Sometimes, so I love the flavor of peanut butter, but sometimes I find it difficult to eat peanut butter plain because mm. it like gets stuck in my. It's like mm. very sticky in your mouth in a way that I don't necessarily enjoy that like sensation so that's why I really (laughs) like peanut butter in smoothies and I really love Reese's and I really love like peanut butter cookies but you're not a peanut butter spoon kind of gal but I'm not a peanut butter spoon kind of gal have you had like it on celery yeah I've had ants on a log specifically I just Um, hate celery like I think the flavor is bad I think it's fine like celery is not my fave it's not something I'm gonna seek out but I don't mind it if it's there because mm-hmm. I like the crunch. But in general, we're pretty excited about a mystery box, essentially, of vegetables. Yeah. I think it'll be exciting. Right now we have it coming every two weeks, uh, and it's 
yeah. a good time. This is our first one. Yeah, this is our first one. So we're that's why we're like excited enough about it to talk about it for five minutes. <laughs> Megan always is looking for new and interesting ways to prepare food. It's one reason why she's a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to give us some interesting food adventures yeah i'm excited to like try things out and i looked into a bunch of their boxes they don't have a way to tell them you have an allergy at this time which they recognize on the website is something that they like want to change but they don't right now but they don't normally give out avocados and i feel like if they did get up out if they did give out an avocado um we would just wash all of the other stuff that it came with and give the avocado to mel so I feel like they would only give us one and it would be like a special thing. They'd be like, ooh, They'd be an like a tree. And we'd be like, new, <laughs> an avocado. And we'd be like, danger. An avocado. <laughs> but yeah, Mel, that's something for you to look forward to. Unfortunate for us, fortunate for you. Yeah. Uh, fortunate for a lot of people in our life. Because, like, if you want. Me to cook you weird and interesting vegetables. Oh, I thought you were just going to say, if you're our friend and you're interested in mm. avocado, let's make a, an avocado list. Yeah. So we'll cycle them around. Just kidding. That's not actually probably going to happen. If you really, really like a certain food, uh, let us know. And if we get it in our box, maybe we'll give you some. Or if we decide we hate one of the vegetables or fruits... We know to, who to pass it off to. Like celery. If you're a big celery fan, we will give you this celery. Assuming we can in this the time of corona. True. True, 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 true. Should we do a corona update? Is that something that we do on the show still? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Do you have a corona update? I don't. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, HHN got canceled. Yeah, that's true. That announcement dropped today. We're both still not working. Uh, although I, uh, the pandemic emergency relief ended, so, this week. I think tomorrow, technically. I thought it was Friday. I thought it was Saturday. Whichever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So I need to make my last unemployment claims that include that money. And then I am starting to teach ukulele online on Monday. I have three students. And I'm pretty excited. So, yeah, if you have uh, kiddos and want to learn ukulele with or without an instrument, I still have a session of without an instrument on Monday that I think is going to be canceled because it has no students. It has no students. I know. It's sad. But Learn to Slay on the Ukulele is is a cute title. And so I have four students signed up overall, but only three this week and one next week. So... I'll give you an update on how that goes. I guess that counts as real-life update. The other thing, Mallory... So the fun thing about this, too, is that Mallory planned the podcast despite not being here. So we have a list to go off of. And Mm -hmm. she said to list five things you enjoy about living with just Amanda. Or just me, I guess, we can both talk about. Because we've been alone for over a week now. Over a week? I guess she left left Thursday Thursday night. night of last week. We're recording this Friday afternoon, so we're just going to immediately post it, but that's why it's at a weird time today. Um, Yeah, because I had a weird allergy yesterday and could not do anything but sleep. It's true. And watch End of the... We swear on this, right? Yeah. End of the fucking world. 
Oh, yeah. We also watched A Bug's Life. <laughs> we also watched A Bug's Life, which was wild. I have not watched A Bug's Life in probably a decade or more. It's nice to just, like, watch things that we want to watch that, like... I guess in general, it's nice to only have one other person to try to decide what you're going to watch with, because sometimes that can be an issue. Yeah. Although we've run into the issue the opposite way, where we're like, Mallory's not here, so we can't watch that, and then... Amanda will be like, what about this? And I was like, mm, well, Mallory once mentioned that show, so I don't know if she wants to watch it. I don't know if yeah. we... That's why we went with End of the Fucking World instead of I Am Not Okay With This. Yeah. So I just get nervous. I don't want to yeah. offend anybody. And, um, like, if Mallory's going to be hyped for something, we want to experience that hype with Mallory. Because mm-hmm. when Mallory's excited, it's cute. Yeah, but we're excited to live with just each other eventually in our life. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why we're not doing that currently. That's true. That's true. I enjoy cooking for just me and Amanda three times a day. Sometimes Mallory coming home is an issue because sometimes we won't have eaten lunch until like four. So then we won't be ready for dinner until like 10. But Mallory should eat before that because she needs to go to bed. And so it's not a huge inconvenience, but it's something that I haven't had to think about this week. So that's been nice, I guess, question mark. There's not a lot of things. We like living with Mallory. Yeah, that's why we live with Mallory. <laughs> yeah, it always astounds me when people are like, stop pretending to do X, Y, Z, because I don't do a lot of pretending in general. If I don't like something, I don't do it. Like, I, Amanda's looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm an actor. No. And my I'm, job is pretending. <laughs> no, that face was for who is telling you to... How is that relevant to the conversation we were just having? Because if we didn't live with Mallory, we wouldn't live with Mallory. Yeah. Like, if we liked living alone more than we liked living with Mallory, Mm. we wouldn't live with Mallory. Yeah. So there are things that are nice about only having, like, one other person besides you to account for. Sure. But I also miss Mallory. Yeah, of course. So... If Mallory's we... our best friend. She's going to be in our wedding. She's a 10 out of 10 human being. Yeah, she's going to be our maid of honor. I uh, We canceled our wedding date. Well, we postponed our wedding date yeah. this, this we week. We need to officially reply to that email. Oh, we'll do that after the podcast maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that wasn't five things, but I don't know if I have. I did not count a number of things. Do you have a thing you like living you like about living with just me? I don't feel like I'm sacrificing anything by living with Mallory. Mm-hmm. I guess I walk around with fewer clothes on more often, but mm-hmm. that's not a huge inconvenience. No, but it's just it's not things something you enjoy. I do frequently. It's just so- things you enjoy. I guess. I don't know. I. Yeah, like you said, I like living with Mallory. I don't think about turning on the light in the kitchen when I do it. Mm. Not that I think about it because I know light doesn't bother Mallory when she's asleep, but she's close to the kitchen, so sometimes, you know, you try to be quiet. Yeah, if I ever ever want to put ice in a cup while Mallory's in bed, I'm like, ooh, I feel bad about it, but then I do it anyway, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't actually affect my life that much. Yeah. I'm a little more confident about uh, opening the doors because I know that Mallory couldn't have set the alarm to the house. So if you didn't set it and I didn't set it, the door's safe. Like, I don't know. Since Mallory's been gone, I've definitely tripped the alarm at least once. So. That's fair. 
I'm just a, a mess and a half. Anyway, we can do yeah, the next. Yeah, we can move now. on. Um, we're gonna play a classic game. Yeah, a classic mm-hmm. game. Because on Forty Minute Fridays we play games. I am. I'm. Yes. We keep on playing <laughs> games with us. Games. Great. So what's this game, babe? Um, it's called the Name of the Animal, oh. and this is the the game that you have the answers for. Mallory, I don't understand why you sent one of us the questions and the other one the answers. Because shouldn't one person be asking the question? I guess what could happen. So we can check. Is Megan can read the question and then answer it, and mm-hmm. I can tell her if she's right. Yeah, but did you memorize the answers? No. Did you really look at them? I tried not to. Yeah. Then we can just try to answer it, and then we have a way to check. Okay. She didn't have a way to write the answers upside down and backwards on the back of the text. Sure. Like on a kid's menu. Yeah. Okay, so what's the first question? So, what is a heifer? A female cow. My answer was going to be a heifer lump. And a woozle. Yeah. Is that the answer? Are you confident? I'm fairly confident. I guess we can check them at the end so that you don't see the next one. Yeah. Uh, then we have, what is a bantam? Which to me looked like, what is a Batman? I don't know that one. You going to make a guess? I am not. <laughs> I'm going to say that it's an animal that eats loquats. Whoa. A woke what? What type of animal animals are a gilt and barrow? What I do to my shame? Horse. Gilt and barrow it. A horse? Mm-hmm. They're types of horses? I'm thinking of a gilting. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say, yeah, I like, we can answer horse. Yeah. I'm going to say. Wheelbarrow. Are they types of wheels? Types of animals. Animals are a type of wheel. What? Wheels are a type of animal. Who are you? Wheels are animals, too. What type of animals are billies and nannies? I feel like those are goats. Yeah. 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 What baby animal is a foal? A deer? Right? So I feel like that one is horse. Which makes me think the other one is not. Could it be a sheep? Mm. Or a sheep, another question. Yeah, baby sheep is a different one. Male sheep and female sheep. And baby sheep. Well, baby sheep is all... We're getting ahead of ourselves now. A foal is a horse, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. What do you call a male sheep? A ram. What do you call a female sheep? A ewe. What do you call a baby sheep? A lamb. Oh, yeah, obviously. Little <laughs> lamb. Little lamb. You know, baby... In fact, I love sheep. <laughs> you know, baby cats are called kittens. What other animal babies are called kittens or kits? Foxes. And what kind of meat is venison? Deer. It's deer, yeah. It's my grandfather's favorite. Bonus! What group of animal is called a gaggle? I think there are... Yeah, there are multiple animals, I think, that are called a gaggle, but the most common is gaggle of geese. And those are all the questions. Find out if we're correct. I will. A heifer is a female cow. 
That was correct. A bantam, or bantam maybe? I don't know. It's a breed of chicken. Definitely not something I knew. Three, what type of animals are a gilt and barrow? That's actually swine slash hog slash pigs. Um, when they're not mated, I guess. Oh, I think she's saying that a gilt is an unmated male and a barrow is an unmated female. Um, Billy's and Annie's, that was goats. That was correct. Five is horse. So that was correct. A male sheep is a ram. A female sheep is a ewe. Baby sheep is a lamb. Apparently baby rabbits are called kits. I think I was right about fox, but... Can check. I've never heard somebody refer to a baby rabbit as a kit. I hear them referred to as a bunny. But yeah, venison is deer and a gaggle is geese. Megan's looking up. Baby rabbits. Yeah, okay. They're also called leverets. What? Uh, Newborn hare is called leverets. leverets. And then what are baby foxes called? Mm -hmm. Also kits or kittens. Okay, so I was not wrong. There was just more than one answer. Uh, actually, so baby foxes are known as kits, but also as cubs or pups. Okay. And then there is also a type of fox called a kit fox. Mm -hmm. So a baby fox is a kit or a pup or a cub, but also there is a type of fox it is always a kit, because it is a kit fox. Interesting. So much knowledge. Yeah. All right. Our last thing for the pod. You look so stressed. Are you stressed? Well, we have a lot more time left. Yeah, listen, we can fill time. We have 20 minutes left. Yeah, well. And Daniel Smith from the University of Florida is asking me for my opinion, so... Huh? I got an email. Oh. Okay. Um, the next part of the podcast is called Rewriting the World. And she wants us to turn The Three Little Pigs into a full-length movie. I feel like that's been done. I also feel like that's been done, but we should do it in a more exciting way who's to say it wasn't exciting before are you thinking about hoodwinked i wasn't thinking about anything in particular you just feel like it's been done yeah probably i mean i know the three little pigs were definitely in shrek i would like you to turn the three little pigs into a fantasy world game in the style of the Witcher. I've never actually played The Witcher. Like the TV show that we watched. That's based on a game series. Yeah. But you watched the whole show. I mean, technically. <laughs> I was there while you and Mallory watched it. Um, okay. I don't know why this is solely my thing. I just wanted you to go first. Uh, okay. 
I think the first thing to talk about is whether the pigs would stay pigs or if they'd be people, if they'd be hot boys or hot girls, lesbian pigs. All right, so let's think about this from, like, a high-concept perspective. What we have with the story of the three little pigs is it's three people that are essentially trying to build a fortress Uh that is protected from the big bad, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I feel like if I were to make this into a game... I would go, like, my first instinct would be tower defense. Mm -hmm. I have built a tower defense game before, so I feel like I have a very strong, like, foundation for for that Mm -hmm. in particular. Um, So you have the three different levels. You could do rounds, or you could just use these as, like, the base building blocks for different kinds of towers. Obviously, we have the straw, we have the sticks, and we have the bricks. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like those aren't necessarily compatible to use together, but I feel like um, if you're trying to balance that out, the straw would be the cheapest and therefore the easiest to gain resources to build, but then also it's the weakest. Mm-hmm. And then bricks would be the most expensive and therefore the hardest to gain the resources. But it would also be the strongest and the hardest for the enemy to destroy. Um, I Here's my issue. Is I don't know if this is necessarily interesting for people to listen to. Are you interested? Because you're just staring at me. And I don't know how I feel about that. I'm staring at Amanda because I think she's pretty. How would... Yeah, not because you're engaged. The people at home can't see my face. It's pretty. Or my two-day-old braids. It's a look. (laughs) The challenge was to turn it into a movie, and you started talking about turning it into a video game. You said a high fantasy game in the style of The Witcher. I said a high fantasy film. You did not. All right. I said maybe, like, roll the tape back, but I said maybe this is... In the style of The Witcher, and I was thinking the show that we've watched because I've not played the game. Well, what would you do? I feel like a full length movie needs to be more exciting than like the story because the story is like pretty basic. So I think it needs to be fleshed out more into like a Three Brothers. And the things that they want and the things that they have sort of vibe. And maybe they're three brothers that don't know their brothers. So we've got like a reflection on class. Like you've got a, a prologue about three brothers separated at birth. One was adopted by the queen because she was barren and couldn't have any of her own children. So she adopted this boy and made him her own and one that went to a moderately wealthy household that was nice and his parents were kind but they didn't have much and then one that 
is like ragtag on the streets, uh, was never adopted or found and is working on his own. And so you think that they're going to have the resources in like ascending order with the poor boy having the hay and the son of the queen having the brick. But I would flip that expectation on its head and have the um, poor boy come up with the resources to build like a brick fortress because he understands the need for a sturdier foundation and the uh he like fully understands the danger of this big bad threat because he's seen danger Mm -hmm. whereas the more sheltered lifestyle made the prince pig think that hay would be good enough Mm -hmm. Uh, but I still think that you need to have like a more I mean, you could have a more unifying story or you could not, I guess. I feel like I'd want it to flip between perspectives so that you, like, get that sense of, oh, I think that the poorest boy will have the the poorest chance. But then you get the son of the king's, like, full story in one go in the middle where he is also, like, defeated. Um, and in the end, none of them... I don't know if in the original Three Little Pigs the first two die. I feel like they probably do. They probably get eaten by the big bad wolf. But I would maybe not have any of them die. I would just have their, like, pride hurt. Because they're trying to find ways to, like, protect the kingdom, not just themselves. Right. So the queen's son has to learn some, like, humility and grace to ask for the poorer people in the town's opinions and it's a journey because he eventually like finds his younger brother and they do the sticks Mm -hmm. that's what i have like the least clear idea about you got any middle brother hot drama or how do the brothers realize their brothers do they is it a mom um i feel like if we're, are we trying to make this like an allegory for something? Like you have to, because in my pandemic brain, all I can think of is equating this to like a modern tragedy sort of thing mm. where the straw brother is like, it's not a big deal. It'll be fine. It'll work out. I've never known struggle in my life. Mm-hmm. And the... Brick brother (laughs) is, like, I need to take this as seriously as possible. I need to never leave my home um, (laughs) in the the COVID um, analogy. Yeah, but in that analogy, Do everything I can. And I think the stick brother in that analogy would be, like, um, I'm not going to go around being all crazy and reckless, but I'm also gonna go to the theme parks but wear a face mask, you know, that kind of vibe. Yeah, I don't necessarily want this film to be an allegory for uh, how you live your life during a pandemic, specifically. I agree, but that's like... Where you are. Yeah, so I think the stick brother is like, he's not 
completely not taking the threat seriously, mm-hmm. but he also isn't as gung-ho as the stick brother. Mm-hmm. Like, I I was just about to put it into another analogy, but, like, for hurricane preparedness... I was gonna say that I think that the big bad <laughs> is probably a storm or, like, a set of plagues. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a, a storm where, like, the first bands... Like, a first wave comes, and then mm-hmm. they have some time to prepare, and then a second wave comes. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a prophecy of a set of plague winds coming, mm. and, like, without protection by the third wind, the kingdom will crumble. Right. So the hay doesn't do anything against the first wind, really, mm-hmm. and the sticks don't do enough against the second wind. But the bricks, like, are enough against the third win and then everyone is saved and the kingdom is okay because it didn't take just that for, you know, it's not a literal wolf. Right. And I think that's the way to have the story go along. But I like those attitudes for them. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea that the stick brother is like pretty upset about how the kingdom has been like reacting to these winds Mm -hmm. and thinks is like very much in that space of privilege where they have the platform to go and talk to the people in charge Mm -hmm. because they are like I have enough resources to call you out but it's the people who don't have the resources to even talk to the system who have the solution to the problem the system is facing Mm -hmm. and they're also the people that will be impacted the most by the first and second wind like those will really tear up their areas and so maybe as each wind comes you also see the like slums of the town and how the brick brother is protecting his neighbors and they've maybe built like a shelter And so the brothers after the second wind are like, as predicted, the outskirts of the town and the place where the poor lives are completely obliterated. That's whole side of the market. And then they like go to look and the market's still there. And they're like, wait, huh? The prophecy. It said you would be destroyed in the first wind and you weren't. And then it said that more would be destroyed in the second wind, and it wasn't. And then the Straw Brother is like, clearly the prophecy was a hoax all along, and we don't need to worry about this third wind. No. That's not (laughs) what happens, because I still feel... I feel like this is one of those things that's, like, for teens and adults. Like, I think it would still... It would probably... If it was a animated film with this premise, it would be for kids. But if it was, like... I'm imagining a, like, Game of Thrones or The Witcher aesthetic and maybe a more of, like, a sci-fi miniseries, like, imagining it the way something like uh, The Tin, Tin Man. Man. Yeah. Something the way Tin Man was. Mm-hmm. So it's for, like, young adults and adults to just give, like, some perspective on classism and make comments about classism and... People having equal worth, no matter their monetary worth, like people's brains being uh, something worth cultivating, and people's ideas always something worth listening to. Mm-hmm. 
the people who are closest to the issue often have the best idea of what solutions could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the people who are farthest from the issue are often those making the decisions. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it could be like an interesting commentary without hitting you over the head. I don't hate it. Yeah, it could be worse. It got somewhere. It did. So Amanda is our sound designer for all things everything, including this podcast. So if you (laughs) like it, tweet at me and let me know that Amanda's great because I agree. Uh, But because of that, I want to play a bonus game with the amount of time we have left. Which is like six minutes. So I want to do a top five list of worlds or like concepts genres that designing a soundscape would be fun for we've done a futuristic war zone and right now amanda's designing our horror audio drama that is heavy on like bug noises and feeling like things are crawling on you so what's something you think would be exciting to design yeah um i think I think doing something underwater might be fun. I was also going to say water. Yeah. Like, maybe... So there's two ways that you can do that, right? Like, you can imagine that you're a amphibious creature. Or not amphibious, but like a water, like a fish-type creature. Could be good for, like, a Stardust podcast, too. Yeah. Like a mermaid be. thing. Or you could go the, like underwater society in a bubble route which i love um both very valid both Mm -hmm. would be different but interesting in their like own special unique way Mm -hmm. um so is that one yeah i would call that one i feel like a like a factory of some sort Mm -hmm. or even like a factory fire so something that you have the noises of an operating factory at the beginning but then you're trying to escape thinking of our audio dramas and how we do in-person audio dramas where there's a physical guide in front of you. I feel like that could be a fun show to concept. Is some sort of, like, escape room vibe that has a forest fire and is in a factory. I think if you were doing, maybe not one podcast, but if you're doing, like, a series, maybe, or not podcast, but, like, audio drama. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to be doing, like, a trek somewhere, like, crossing... A country, maybe, mm. and you have, like, a lot of different types of... Walking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could do, like, the difference between a forest and, like, a canyon and, like, the open road could all be fun to, like, explore the differences between specifically. I think it might be fun to design, like, a... the One of the other horror audio dramas I'm working on is, like, a camp, like, I'm writing the script for, is, like, a campy horror show so something where you're like with a forest guide and you walk through a forest and get scared a bunch and then also like making camp and telling the story like around a campfire would be really fun i think clearly i'm on fire sounds i was thinking water (laughs) and then fire were all elements here but could also have some spooky wind you saying camp made me think about that one time we did a camp-themed escape room, 
which made me think about other escape rooms I've done. Mm. And one time I did an escape room that was a haunted carnival. And I think a haunted carnival would be a very fun uh, soundscape to make. Well, that has 100% excited Mallory. <laughs> like, there's no way you're going to get out of designing a haunted carnival now. You know that, right? I mean, I guess. We have one opportunity to get you out of it, and it's to edit that out of the podcast. Oh, sounds like too much work. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like you're stuck doing it. What kind of sounds, like, intrigue you about that, like, the broken song sort of vibe to it? or Well, what I feel like the distorted kids music right is always creepy 100 Mm percent of the time we love joy distorted Mm -hmm. um the like creaking you can play with different metal and wood because like there could be wood coasters in addition to like Mm -hmm. the metal ones that you put up Mm -hmm. um playing with stuff in a fun house or like a human-sized pinball game I don't know what that means, but it could be fun to explore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like it. I like it. I also think doing some sort of, like, lab or potion soundscaping would be fun. Something with liquid and glass. Mm. So lots of, like, pouring and, um, like, working and tinkering on things. Yeah. Is something we haven't done too much of. I was thinking of... um, experimenting with some of that for the scientist in the pre-show for Infected. Mm. Yeah. Although I think most of those pre-show things are directly to the audience. They are, but that doesn't mean they're... They're not also doing other stuff. Well, I'm thinking, like, if you're in a... If you're a scientist in a laboratory and you're being interviewed in a laboratory, then, like, there are probably other scientists who are also there working. Mm. Mm. So, like, you might hear some of that in the background but i haven't actually done any of the pre-show yet so who knows we'll see what happens yeah that's the pre-show for a show that's still happening in october called infected phoenix tears has announced that i don't think tickets are on sale yet we're also supposed to use the end to talk about a podcast but i'd rather talk about how phoenix tears also has a show called recovery which tickets are on sale for right now uh it's a show that uh, is all on Zoom, so anyone listening can come. It's an interactive and immersive theater experience entirely via Zoom. Uh, And the premise of the show is that it's like an afterlife program, figuring out how to move on from this plane of existence. Any podcast recommendations? Oh, it is August 29th and 30th. Tickets are on sale now. Go to our Facebook page to see the event. That's Recovery on August 29th and 30th. It feels a little silly to plug a podcast because all of the podcasts I listen to have more people listening than ours does. So? Even more news? Even more news. And we will (laughs) talk to you later. Bye. Bye.